Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today is the second part to the episodes around losing money and understanding how to start actually growing your money. Now, every single day that you are out there spending, saving, making money, you are actually losing money. Mindfuck. So really, we need to understand how to identify where we're losing money and find ways a solution to that, to find ways to start actually growing our money. Now, last episode, I did four tips. So if you hadn't had a chance to listen to those, go and check them out. And then this week, I am doing the remaining four tips. So you might go, you might listen to this and go, oh my fucking God, every single tip that or every single way in which I'm losing money, I'm currently losing my money. That's okay. Do not worry. Start at the top of the list and take it one by one. You don't have to do it all in one go. You don't have to have it all sorted exactly right now. Or you might listen to this and go, oh, actually, I don't think I'm losing money in any single way. I'm doing all of the things. That's also great. There's just, there's, there's no right or wrong. There's no, you're on the path that you're on. Just meet yourself where you're at. Start small and start changing from losing money to growing money. And that's what this is here for. Now, Before we get into the episode, I just want to talk about something that's very exciting. The Feel Good Investor course is back. It is live. Ah! So excited. It is a three-day mini course that is going to help you go from knowing nothing about investing, like hearing the concepts, being a bit like, oh, I'm kind of intrigued by that. I want to grow my money. I want to be financially independent. I want work to be optional. But being like, where the fuck do I start? It's a little bit like an opening day at a university. You get to come along, figure out what the fuck's going on. And actually this course is going to help you go from knowing nothing being to being ready to start to invest your first pound and actually start growing your money with confidence. Now the car is now open and the early bird tickets are on sale and the early bird tickets are only going to be on sale until the 1st of October. So not long left. So you can go and check those out. All of the details are in the show notes and then it will be going up to full price. And then the course starts on the 6th of November. So you've got a couple of weeks before it starts. 6th of November, 7th of November, 8th of November. They are the three workshops. If you can't make them live, they are recorded and you can watch them on replay. The replays will be sent out anyway. Yeah. But if you want any information, slide into my DMs, drop me an email, whatnot. We can chat. Let's go. Let's get into the episode. So point number five, you are losing money if you are not utilizing credit cards properly. Because with credit cards, you can get points, you can get rewards. And if you are spending your money anyway, why wouldn't you be getting rewards and points? Because points mean prizes, people. Now, if you are spending money and you are not either using a cashback site or a rewards credit card, you are losing out on money because there is literally cards, platforms, tools out there that allow you to make back money when you spend money. It's absolutely crazy. 
So if you are planning to spend money anyway, let's say you're planning to buy a flight, you're planning to buy a new telly, you're buying a gift for someone. If you are not going through a cashback site like Top Cashback, or you are not using a rewards or a points card system, you're missing out on money that could be given to you from this company, which is just wild to me. Now I have had an American Express and Amex credit card since I was about 20 and I put most things on it and then I pay it off every month and I clear it and I get air miles. This year I have been able to fly to Dubai and also fly to Ibiza and get hundreds of pounds off of my flight. I got £200 off my flight to Dubai and I got £250 off my flight to Ibiza. So basically, just by spending on the card, I've saved £450 on flights this year. Mental. And I was going to be spending all of that money anyway. So I've saved money by spending money. That's crazy. And then I got nearly £500 worth of flights in return. Thank you. So the solution is, are you utilising cashbacks, rewards, websites, credit cards to get yourself those points those air miles, that cashback, whatever that looks like. If you don't know anything about them, you don't know where to start, the best thing is to take a look at top cashback and then also to take a look at credit cards that offer you rewards and points and just check it out and see if that's something you're interested in. And then you can start making some money back. Number five, you are losing out on money, literally thousands of pounds, if you are waiting to invest. And that is because of compound interest. You are literally losing money due to time. And time and money are the two most important resources we have. And you're losing not only time, but also losing money. And that sucks. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while or you have just been thinking like, yeah, I actually would quite like to invest, but there is always an excuse. I want to wait till I have more money. I want to wait till I'm a bit older. I want to wait till I'm way more educated. I want to wait until life is a little bit quieter. These are all excuses that are literally costing you thousands of pounds. Now, let me tell you why. Investing loves time. The stock market likes time. And this is where compound interest steps in. So basically, on a savings account, you have like basic interest, which is you make interest on the money that you put in. And that's that. Compound interest is where you make interest on the money that you put in. But then when it rolls over to the following year, following year, following year, you're making interest on the interest as well. So you're always making interest on the total amount in your account because of the return. So therefore, you are turbocharging your money simply by investing. Now, the key thing about this is it helps your money grow exponentially over time. And Einstein said that it was a seventh, the eighth wonder of the world, not the seventh, because there are seven, the eighth wonder of the world. And honestly, when I learned about it and you like look up a calculator and you break it down, it is actually mental. It's the classic thing of if somebody said to you, you can have a million pounds now or you can have one pound every day doubled for 30 days, what one would you pick? Now, the answer is always the pound doubled, because whilst it seems small at first, you know, day one, one pound, day two, two pound, day three, four pound, day, day four, eight pounds, etc. By day 21, you will have a million pounds mental and you still got then like nine days left on the clock. So imagine that money, you're literally like in the multi-millions. Now, obviously you're not going to invest in something where you get 50% return, but you see the concept of compound interest. Yeah. 
And if you wait to invest, it's really hard to claw back the loss that you have made by not investing for all those years. And this can be really painful if you're listening to this and you are, you know, I turned 30, I started investing, I I turned 30 in a couple of weeks. I started investing when I was 27. I fucking wish that I'd been investing since I was 19, but I can't turn back the clock. So the first best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The second best time is today. That's a classic Chinese proverb and it applies to investing as well. So I'm going to give you an example. Anybody watching on the YouTube channel, I am reading off of my laptop. So if you started investing this year at £100 a month and you invest for the next 30 years, that's going to be the example. And let's just say you invest it into a low cost index fund with an average return of 9%, which takes into account inflation. And just to say the average of 9% return is completely plausible. If you invest in the S&P 500 on average over the last like 50 years, it has made like an 11% return. So that's where I'm getting these stats from. In 30 years time, you would have 184,547p. Of this, your contributions, so the money that you've put in would be £36,000. And the rest of that money is money that you have made on interest wild. So essentially out of that 184,000 pounds, 148,000 of that is interest or free money as I like to call it. Now let's just take another example. Let's just say that you wait 10 years. Over those 10 years, you've said, I want to wait till I've got a higher paycheck. I want to wait till I've got more money. I want to wait till I understand it more, but you're still pushing off the education of it because you don't want to invest into a course, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, like whatever it is. And you wait 10 years, right? And now you're like, it's all right. It's 10 years down the line. I've got a way higher salary. I can choose to, you know, I can afford to invest way more than, than hundred pounds a month. You would still have lost money. This is, this is what blows my mind. So let's say you waited 10 years and instead of investing hundred pound a month, you decided to start investing 250 pounds a month. So that's 2.5 times higher than the monthly deposit in the previous example. But obviously, because you've waited 10 years, you're only going to be investing for 20, not 30, because obviously you waited those 10 years. So in 20 years time, your investments would be at £168,470 in total, which is about £16,000 less than the other example. And yet you would have contributed of your own money £60,000 and you'd only have £108,000 from interest. So even though you were inputting over double the amount of the original, like what you were giving in the, uh, what I gave you in the previous example, you are still losing out on money. So starting now with just a hundred pound might be like, oh God, like I don't, I don't have enough. I might as well wait because then I can put way more in the future. You are missing out on years worth of compound interest where your money can grow. And that is how you're losing money. So even if you started today with 10 pounds, 50 pounds, you are going to be in a much better position wealth-wise than you are if you keep putting it off and if you keep waiting. Now, this is literally just one example of how waiting to invest is costing you money, but it's just wild to me. When I hear the numbers, I'm quite a numbers person. I'm quite visual. I like examples like that. And when I heard that, I was like, fucking roll me over and call me Sally. I am not waiting any longer. So the solution to this one is quite simple. Education is key. Educating yourself on how to get started uh, saving and investing money, sorry, in the stock market and then 
getting started. So I learned all of my shit and then I didn't start investing for a whole nother year. So I lost out on a whole nother year of investing because I was scared and I lacked confidence. When you get started, you're like, fuck me, this is so easy. Why didn't I do it before? So the solution to this is start educating yourself and actually, pardon me, get investing today. That was a little bit. Sorry, everybody. Okay, I think on the last example, on the last tip, I actually said it was number five, but it was number six. So this one is number seven. You are losing out on money if you are not making the most out of your ISA and your LISA allowance. So basically, you are losing out from free money from the government. So if you are saving money right now, where are you saving that money? Is it sat in your current account and it's just like milling around amongst your bills and your income? Is it in a savings account, perhaps? Where is, your, where is your money going? Because the financial product that you use to save your money is actually very important. Now, there are some freaking amazing financial products out there. And if you are not using them, you are using losing out on money whereby you can get literally bonuses from the government. And it's wild. So let's talk a little bit about your ISA allowance. Now, ISA stands for Individual Savings Account, and we all get a limit every single year. So from April to April, which is the financial like tax year, you get a limit of £20,000. Now, the main difference between an ISA and just a standard current like savings account is that you don't pay any tax on the interest that you make. So it's basically something called a tax wrapper. So basically, you get more for your money because you're not paying any tax on the interest that you make. And there are three different ISAs that I'm going to talk about. A cash ISA, a lifetime ISA and a stocks and shares ISA. So if you have your money in a cash ISA, for example, let's just say the average return rate, or sorry, the average interest rate for your cash ISA is like 3% and you're saving £5,000 in there, you would be making £150 interest on the money that you've put in. So you're basically not paying any tax on that £150. It's a nice little bonus. It's not a ton of money, but still a nice little benefit. Now, the great thing about these accounts is they are usually easy access. So that basically means that you can access the money at any point. If you put it in and then you suddenly need to get it out for whatever reason, you totally can. But the key thing to be aware is that you have a £20,000 limit. When you deposit money and you put money into an ISA, it drops the limit. So if you you know, if you know deposited that £5,000, your £20,000 limit is dropped to £15,000. So you can only put for the rest of the tax year £15,000 into that ISA. When you take that money out, so if you go, shit, I really need that money and you draw that back out, you take that five grand out and you've got to go pay for a new car, for example, your limit remains at £15,000. It's not like a balance that goes up and down. It just only ever goes down when you input money. So that's just something to be aware of, especially if you're moving money around ISAs all the time. Now, the next one is called a LISA, which is also known as a lifetime ISA. And this is an account that you can have if you are or you can open if you're between the ages of 18 to 39. But you can have it right up until the age of retirement and you use it to save money for retirement or for your first property. And the amazing thing about this is that when you put money in, the government will top it up with free money. So there's a limit on it of £4,000. So you can only put £4,000 into it every tax year, but the government will top up any money you put in up to £4,000 by 25%. So if you max out that LISA limit and you put four grand into your lifetime ISA every single year, you're getting 25%. So an extra £1,000 from the government. 
Now, the key thing to know about this account is that because you can only use it for your retirement or for your first property, that money is locked away. So unless you're going to use it for your first property or for your retirement, you can't actually just pull it out again. If you do want to pull it out again, you get a 25%, um, what's the word, penalty fee on what you take out. Now, you probably just think, oh, that's just the bonus taken away, but it's not because it's 25% on the whole amount, not just your amount. So therefore, you lose a tiny little bit of money when you try to take money back out again. So this is just really important for you to know. You should only put the money in there if you are okay with it being specific for those two uses. But if you are building wealth for the future or you're trying to buy your first property, it's a really great way to grow a bit of money because you're getting that free bonus from the government. And then the final one is a stocks and shares ISA. So same again, it's a tax wrapper. It's an account that you can use to invest on the stock market. So you put your money in and then within that account, you then trade it on the stock market. You know, you buy stocks, you buy shares, you buy funds, etc. Same again, you do not pay any tax on that interest. Now, the reason why this one is so amazing is because you within a stocks and shares ISA are hopefully going to make a much larger return or interest than you would in just a savings account. That's the point of investing. And therefore, you're not paying any tax on that interest or that return that you're making. So for example, let's say you invested your money into a low cost index fund. Let's just say, same example again, you put £5,000 in, but you actually made a 9% return, which would be £450. You aren't paying any tax on that £450. Now that might not sound a lot, but as you go on to grow your money and hopefully get your accounts, you know, hundreds of thousands, you don't want to be paying tax on the interest that you're making. And that is why it's so important. And it could literally save you thousands of pounds by investing using a financial product such as a stocks and shares ISA. Now, obviously, you only get a £20,000 limit for your ISAs every single year. So if you ever got to a point where you were investing more than £20,000, you then would need to look at other options. But that's a really great financial product that helps and saves you thousands of pounds. So the solution is look at where you are saving and investing your money. And are you using the right financial products and the right accounts to make sure that it is saving you money, not losing you money? Number eight of the two-parter is you are losing your money when you are burying your head in the sand and not paying off your high interest debt. Now, the debt industry is literally a billion pound industry because companies make money from your from the interest that they charge you on your debt. Companies that offer loans and, you know, different debt repayment style financial products are literally making money off people who are most vulnerable. So those who can't afford to live, those who are money avoidant, those who take out their debt and bury their head in the sand. And also from people who are disorganized with their finances and just let their money run the show. Do not fall victim to that. Having debt is not bad. Not all debt is bad, especially if it's manageable and it's helping you to get somewhere, right? Like a student loan, a mortgage, a business loan. Debt is bad when it becomes unmanageable and you are paying insane amounts of interest back to companies that are assholes, sorry, just for the privilege of having debt, And whilst debt is not the bad thing, the interest that you're paying is. And even if you're like, oh, right now my cards are at 0%, like I'll figure it out. At some point, that 0% is going to run out and then you're going to be like, shit, I'm going to be paying interest on all of this. And then it really fucking adds up. A lot of the time when I work with people who are clearing debt, most of their fucking money when they clear debt isn't going on the debt itself. It's going on the interest. So it just feels like they're eating away. They're paying all this money every single month to clear their debt and yet they're not getting any further. 
So the solution to this one is get honest with yourself. Say it is time for me to sort my debt out and get my financial shit together. And I'm going to sit down, figure out how I'm going to clear this debt, how I'm going to make sure that I'm not paying as much interest. And we're going to get that high interest debt gone so I can start to siphon that money into a better place that I can maximize my money. Because we don't want to be paying these fucking big companies interest. We want to be putting that money into investments and into savings so that we can build our wealth and not that we're constantly just spending our lives clearing off debt. Now, I have a debt-free or a becoming debt-free service, which is kind of like a session where we work together. I make a debt management plan for you and we do it all over Zoom and it helps you plan out when you're going to be debt-free and exactly what steps you need to make. So if that's interested, if you are interested, please feel free to reach out. The um, link will be in the show notes. But it's just really important, even if you want to do it on your own, lay out who do I owe, who do I owe money to, how much do I owe, what's the balance, what's the interest, all of the things. Make yourself a plan. And not only will it help you feel so much better mentally, it's actually going to help you and stop you from losing money over time. Now, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed this two-parter. I would love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts, slide into my DMs, drop me an email, share it with somebody who needs to hear it. And I will see you next week. Mwah!